0: guys,
1: you're listening to Mama Knows Podcast with your host, Nina Cavajola, aka Balconina. Join in weekly as she walks alongside you to navigate topics around motherhood, mental health, self-love, and relationships. The good, bad, and funny. It's got to be one of the top questions I get asked is, have you lost weight? How much weight have you lost? And that's such a triggering question for me. One, because I'm so much more than my weight. And two, talking about my weight with other people might trigger them to be in an unhealthy spot. But since March 2023, I've lost about 35 pounds. And I don't even care. 35 pounds, I don't care. I don't care if I was 35 pounds heavier because the mental health and physical health that I have that I didn't have before March are so much more worth it than losing 35 pounds. I'm excited to talk about my journey with healing my gut with my dietitian Claire. I would call her my friend at this point, but this is a good one, you guys. I really hope you take everything I say to heart, but also with a grain of salt because you are worthy you don't need to lose weight. You're beautiful just the way you are. But getting a hold of your health is quite literally life-changing. Ah, I'm so nervous, Claire. And I don't know why. I feel like I, ju- I my palms are sweating. <laughs> I'm just so nervous to talk about these things because I've kept so many of them private or like just sprinkled things here and there on social media because people come for me and you know this like mm-hmm. you know that I have a big social media presence and people have been coming for me since we started working together but uh yeah I I know you're nervous too right we're just saying this off
0: camera <laughs> yes it's so <laughs> it's such a vulnerable topic for not just you but so many people and so it's it's hard to navigate talking about it, but I'm so glad that you are sharing your authentic, completely honest
1: yeah. journey
0: and vision of what you've gone through, because I think it's so important for people to hear. Yeah. So Claire, do you want to just tell us who you are and why you're here today? Yeah. So I'm Claire, a registered dietitian and mom and wife i also teach yoga a little bit here and there um but primarily registered dietitian for new True wellness which is a functional medicine functional nutrition company and we help women with primarily gut health and hormones um so that's who i am and i've been working with you nina for about 8 months now so been a journey and a really awesome partnership.
1: I know it's crazy. It's crazy that it went so fast and I made a video on the very first day I talked to Lahana and I posted it on Instagram and I saved it in my highlights. I don't know. Did you ever
0: see those highlights? I did. Yeah. yeah. Right When we started working together, Lahana was like, you know, Nina is sharing about this on social media and she has a following. you I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was always so fun for me to like see you sharing while in the process of things.
1: Yeah. So I, I documented my entire journey and I've stopped a little bit towards the end just because I, there's not as much to report, but also it's really hard to, constantly be repeating myself. So you work with Lahana and you're a registered dietitian and Lahana um, has this company called New True Wellness. And I've talked about her before and she's been on my podcast a couple of times. And it's funny because Lahana came on my podcast last year sometime and she pitched me. She asked me if she can come and I said, sure, why not? I never heard of gut health stuff before I was like okay like people <laughs> who have pooping issues <laughs> you know I've never like really investigated and I have ADHD and I am a highly sensitive person so when I research something I am going to research it to the bare bones so lahana mm-hmm. came on my podcast I didn't think anything of it and then I I saw somebody talking about Healing their gut on social media, like somebody I follow and trust. And I was like, interesting. And she had lost a ton of weight. I was so intrigued. I was like, oh, maybe I need to do what she's doing. Because at the time, I was like at the heaviest I have ever been. I had just gotten off antidepressants a few months prior and I was just like really struggling. So I started looking into gut health stuff in my first step was I went to TikTok and I typed in gut health in the search (laughs) bar because I don't know about you but TikTok has everything Yeah, like and you know you have to take it with a grain of salt but generally you find good information and I just was down this rabbit hole and all these people like promoting certain things that they want to put you on and do for you and I found out a lot of information about gut health and healing and that intrigued me and it intrigued me more so because I had all these other issues and not just for weight loss. And I even like it literally, I've never admitted this to anybody, not even my husband. At the time, I even considered, I was like, what if I just went on Ozempic? Wow. Yeah. It like crossed my mind and then I instantly felt guilty. I was like, no, that's not like, no. I mean, not, no shame. Like people who, for the people who do it, you do you, I don't care. Like I don't judge, but like, for me, it just felt like it was so out of character for me. And I was working so hard to like uphold this, like empowerment image for women. And meanwhile, I was not feeling empowered
0: myself. Right. So what would you say your why for coming to us was then? Was it... To work on your gut? Was it weight loss? Was it to just feel better? Like, what would you say when you finally made the decision to, you know, pay for the program and jump in? What was your why? Yeah. So, I,
1: like I said, I went down this rabbit hole and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to trust. And -hmm. I was like, I remember talking to Lohana on my podcast about this. And so I messaged her, jumped on a call. And my why at the time was I was, I felt like I was at my lowest point physically, not mentally. Like mentally, I was in a hard spot. I mean, I had hit rock bottom mentally a couple years prior to, and you know this, and a lot of my listeners know this. I have been working on my mental health for a long time. I was diagnosed with postpartum mood disorder, and then everything just kind of unraveled and... I dealt with a lot of issues mentally as far as that. But I think where it started for me is when I got off my antidepressant. I knew I wanted to be off my antidepressant because I didn't like how it made me feel. And I also felt like I was ready because of therapy to just kind of take that next step and see if I can do it. No shame against medications. Like everyone in my life is on medications. I believe they're amazing. For me personally, I wanted to try to get off the medications. I got off the medications and things were really hard and I was, I live in Wisconsin, so things were dark and gloomy and snowy. It was winter. And when I reached out to Lahana, it was March. And my why was, I think I was really depressed mm-hmm. and I was really depressed and I was really tired. Like, and I know that sounds so simple. Like all moms are tired. We know this, but I was like beyond tired. I couldn't stay awake I wasn't sleeping well I was up all night I was irritable with my family I had no energy and I was slamming caffeine like it was going out of business I was like two cups yes, of coffee in the morning and, and the thing is, like, it gave me so much anxiety. I was literally having, like, palpitations and chest pain, but nothing was waking me up.
0: I remember you saying that when you came to us. You were like, I'm extremely fatigued every single day. Feels impossible to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know the the mental side of yeah. It's really, really tough for you at that point, too. And symptom-wise, too from the beginning. I don't know if you want to share some about like the reflux you were experiencing mm-hmm. constipation. Cause it was, it was such a mixed bag of what you were coming to us with. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I was really tired. And my biggest thing was I had really bad acid reflux. So my, my ultimate why was I have so many whys, but the reason I was like, I need help with my gut because I've had acid reflux since I was in my early twenties. I've been on a Meprazole and I don't get it. I want to be healthy. Like, why is all this happening to me? I was having severe acid reflux, like more than normal. Up until about a year ago, I was always on a Meprazole and I never had breakthrough heartburn, but I was having breakthrough heartburn every single day. And on top of that, I've always been like always been constipated, always had issues with constipation. And the only way I would, I could go to the bathroom is if I drank caffeine. So uh, constipated, acid reflux, tired, exhausted. And I was really, really depressed. Like I was having a hard time mentally and I never really connected that to my gut health until I saw on TikTok, like 80% of your serotonin lives in your gut. So I was like, oh, (laughs) look at that. There you go. Yeah. So I had a lot of, a lot of whys, but what's funny is that my why shifted from weight loss to like, wait a minute, I have so much more work to do before I can even lose weight. Like I have to really take care of myself. And I didn't even realize I wasn't taking care of myself until I went down this rabbit hole. I thought I was doing just great. I was in therapy. Right. I I was working out and I came to Lahana and I talked to Tom. It was it was pricey. Like I remember thinking like holy shit. These packages are not cheap. But then, you know, like you think about you're working with a provider, you know, like someone who's dedicated to you and so we weighed out the pros and cons and I was like I have to do this. I don't know what else to do. I I don't I don't know who to trust. There are so many people out there saying, like, I can help you with your gut help. I don't know. So many. So that's how we met. Yes. So when you met me, Claire, what were your initial thoughts when I told you what was going on with me?
0: So when you shared all of your symptoms, a lot of those that you just mentioned, you also mentioned, you know, the headaches and the brain fog. I don't know if you even remember I forgot that, about that. But you talked a lot about just constant daily brain fog. And we went over the extreme fatigue, the bloating, the constipation, the reflex, all the gut issues. But I think you were also having some joint pain at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stubborn weight loss, which is kind of the elephant in the room, right? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of your followers know that you have lost weight over this journey. But one of the things I really want to highlight is that you did not come to us with the intention of losing weight. It may have been your subconscious mind, right? What you shared about, should I do a meprazol or should I do, you know, X, Y, Z to just lose weight? But when you came to us, you shared with us, like I literally wrote this down in our first meeting notes, you shared with us that weight loss was not your primary goal and it was not your primary why. You wanted to feel better. You wanted to feel Mm -hmm. healthier. You wanted Mm -hmm. to be able to show up for yourself and your family in a better way. And you knew that you could feel better. Yeah. And I think you guys had just been open to the fact that you could feel better than you were. Um, Yeah. I, I like
1: forgot about some of those other things, like headaches was such a big one for me and hormonal acne. I remember thinking like, I know that sounds so material to care about your acne, but I remember thinking like, I've never had acne like this before. I mean, my chin was just covered and it was cystic acne and it hurt so bad. And I remember feeling guilty that I wanted to lose weight. I felt guilty that I didn't want acne And I didn't want to lose weight because I didn't love myself. I wanted to lose weight because I knew that I was unhealthy. I was tired. I was exhausted. I could barely go up a flight of stairs. I wasn't the mom that I wanted to be. And then that's one thing I think is so important for people to hear is that weight loss is such a triggering topic to people because... Even the people that want to lose weight because they want to be healthier, it's hard for us to talk about it because then you're instantly like, oh, well, you're just feeding it to diet culture. But really like for me, my weight was literally weighing me down and not because I didn't feel beautiful, not because I didn't want to eat the things that I'm eating. Like I felt beautiful. Like I felt strong and powerful and I showed up on social media as a size 12, 14, like proud, like wear what you feel good in, wear the body that you have. Like I was proud and I felt beautiful. I never felt like I needed to change my body, but I also knew that I was like 40 pounds heavier than I was before kids. I mean, that, that says a lot, right? Like what did that do to my health?
0: Right. And I think that's such an important highlight because, you know, as you know, and as we've talked about, we have so many people that come to us with weight loss as their primary goal. That's the only reason they're seeking out any help is because they want the number on the scale to be lower. And I think the reason that you have had so much success, to be honest, is that that wasn't your primary why you were already super confident in your body and in yourself and in the way that you looked and you did truly love yourself. You weren't just saying that like you really did. And I could feel that in our first session together. And I knew you were going to succeed because you were doing this because you wanted to feel better. And when you're going off of those internal wins, the success is a lot of the time so much greater than it is when you're just hyper fixating on the number on the scale. Like I don't even I don't remember how often you weighed yourself or like when you even weighed yourself, but it was later on in the process. Mm. And it was kind of just like a happy, exciting win because we had already been making so much internal progress with you and the way that you were feeling was already so much better. Mm. Um, But what was that like for you with weight loss as a past trigger? And I know you've shared about, you know, with your listeners and with me, the struggle with you know, binging and restricting and kind of more of an eating disorder type mindset. What was that like for you going through the process with us and also doing it with the world to see? Yeah, I
1: I remember I didn't weigh myself in the beginning. I weighed myself initially because you needed an initial weight. Right. And I didn't for a long time. And part of it was because I didn't care. But part of it was because I just didn't want to get into that mindset. Because for me, in order to heal myself for the whys that I listed, I had to make that choice every single day to keep those my whys. Like, it wasn't just simple. It wasn't like I woke up today and was like, I don't care about if I lose weight. I just want to give up caffeine. Like, for me, it was like I had to literally remind myself, this is why you're doing this because you need to get healthier and you know throwing the word healthy out is also a trigger for people like what does it even mean we're not going to get into that but for me personally I was not well I have lupus I was having lupus flares um I was having like hormonal acne like so many other physical issues that my body was telling me like something's not right you're not the healthiest version of yourself right and so first of all, I wasn't weighing myself and I had to make that choice every day. And I not ne- I never really worried about the scale as much as I used to. Like I used to really worry about the scale, but like I've I'm in a place where I feel like the scale can tell us a lot, but you can't really label yourself based on what the scale says. 100%. Anyways, that's a whole another topic we Wonder. can get off of. <laughs> yes. But um Just a side note too, before I came to you guys, I worked on intuitive eating with my therapist for a good year. So Mm -hmm. binging is something that I had issues with and you know this. And when I came to you, I told you like, I don't want to be restricted. I don't want to count calories. I don't want to count macros. Like Those things are very triggering for me because I did them for so long. And I go down this like, if I restrict myself, then I will binge. However, part of this program, there's a lot of restricting. And I really want to speak on this because I think it's so important to understand how it worked for me. But just to speak on the weight loss thing first. So, weight loss for me, it happened and it was exciting, but it was not as exciting as all the other things that I was feeling.
0: I love that. I,
1: yeah. So, I, gave up caffeine and that was probably the hardest thing actually like eating soup for a week straight was freaking hell but (laughs) caffeine was the hardest thing for me I was having headaches like really bad headaches I remember talking to you every day like what can I do about these headaches were so bad for you yeah the caffeine withdrawal lasted like a good seven days for me but then after I think it was around the week two mark is when I was like okay this is working (laughs) I Mm -hmm. started having more energy and I was sleeping better. I remember telling you, I don't remember sleeping last night. I woke up by myself without an alarm clock and I was like, what happened last night? I I woke up at 6 a.m. (laughs) I specifically remember that conversation (laughs) yeah I remember you saying like yes like when your body has done the work that it needs to do within its gut you will naturally wake up by yourself because that's when your body is doing all the restoration right yes Mm -hmm. so that's I feel like I'm going in circles here your question was how has how how has losing weight been on social media Mm -hmm. it's been really hard like I think hard for myself personally because I put so much pressure on myself about representing the middle, middle-sized middle woman and representing a woman that loves her body no matter what. And I still represent that. Like, I still stand by that. But early on, people didn't really say much. Uh, but then when they noticed the weight loss, I got a lot of messages about how you're not mid mid size anymore you're lying about your size how much weight have you lost are you on a zempic and you know all those types of questions I think and not. Mm-hmm. yeah i had and i was so scared because at that time ozempic was like really popular right.
0: so i was like of course of really? course why
1: wouldn't they assume that i don't blame them why would it like i get it <laughs> i i did the same shit mm mm-hmm. mhm But for me, the weight thing was a a big trigger because I didn't know, I felt like I built this image around who I was as a size 12, 14, mid-sized woman. And I was, I felt lost. I was like, I'm losing weight now. And I feel like people are looking at me. And I just felt like they were looking at me differently. Like, like I was a traitor. Like I was letting them down. I wasn't relatable anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me. And that was one of the biggest reasons I didn't share how much weight I lost. Also, I think it's triggering to hear how much weight people have lost when you're not in a healthy mindset.
0: Right. Right. And when you desire that for yourself too, I think that's, you know, part of the reason why it can be really triggering. And I just want to say, I think you've done an amazing job of sharing your journey while not emphasizing Weight loss, emphasizing your health. And you've mm-hmm. made it very clear in what you've shared with everyone that you are prioritizing your internal health, your gut health, lowering inflammation, all those things we worked on from the get-go. Like those two things were improving your gut and lowering inflammation. And mm-hmm. you've you've shared really honestly and openly about what that process looked like for you. And I think that's why you know, the weight comments came later on because it was just the natural progression of you healing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool for other people to see that there's another way to lose weight. You know, if weight loss is maybe a subconscious, you know, hope and desire for them, that they don't have to do something just to lose weight. They can do Mm -hmm. something just to be healthy. And that, Maybe the way their body responds is by letting go of stored fat that it doesn't need. Um, and you can still feel confident in your body the whole way through.
1: Mm-hmm. When I came to you and said, weight loss is a big trigger, talking about weight is a big trigger, what how do you respond to someone like me when when we because you you know you you work with people like me all the time. You know that weight loss is going to happen with your program right? Like one way or another, obviously that's not the primary intention with it. But like Mm -hmm. you've told me many times when you're fueling your body and doing for it, what it needs, it's going to do what it wants. Mm -hmm. And there are so many reasons I was holding on to weight. Like one of them was probably like cortisol level. (laughs) Yes. Um, But what was your thought? Like I came to you with all these issues. What was your treatment plan for me?
0: Yeah. So first off, hearing that, you know, you wanted to lose weight and it wasn't your main focus was like a breath of fresh air, kind of like I said in the beginning for me, because we do get so many women. And I think this is representative just of the, you know, the public and women in general is that their primary goal is weight loss. Weight loss is the only thing that's on their mind. Um, and it kind of comes back to the Ozempic conversation. Like, I don't care how I feel. I just want to lose weight. And Ozempic does have a lot of side effects, one of them being GI issues. And so like in your case, you would have been left, you know, feeling worse GI wise. And once you stop the medication, probably gain the weight back. Um, and so on the whole coming back to that, It was really refreshing for me to hear that. And I knew right off the bat that you were going to do really well because you weren't going to get caught up on the number on the scale because that number fluctuates up and down a lot during the healing journey. And as you know, there's lots of ups and downs in lots of ways along the healing journey. And when you're not so caught up in the number on the scale, you're free to focus on your other wins. And that's what keeps you motivated. So, I knew you were going to going to be successful right from the start. And, you know, our plan for you starting off was we have to fix your gut first. You have reflux, bloating, constipation and all of those things while they may sound common and normal. Bloating after you <laughs> eat every single meal is not okay. Constipation is not okay. That's our the colon is our body's primary detox organ we have to be eliminating daily to be detoxing well that's a part of weight loss and so our our plan from the start was heal your gut and reduce the inflammation and so you know we're not going to get into the weeds of what exactly you did but we started you on an initial gut health protocol and what that looked like was four pretty restrictive intensive weeks of dietary changes and i know you shared that it was restrictive so How do you want to share a little bit on like how you felt with the restriction during that initial phase of healing? Mm -hmm. So
1: when I talked to Lahana, she made it very clear to me that this was a temporary restriction. And you even said to me, like, this is our end goal is to have a very diverse diet. And that's all I needed to hear. I didn't want something where I was being restricted for life and knowing the science and the reason behind why we were restricting things helped me mentally and i had to just remind myself like i'm not eating sugar right now because there's a bacteria in my gut that literally thrives off of sugar so for me you like teaching me that and educating me on that, like really helped get me through it because I wasn't just not eating sugar because sugar's bad. I was not right. eating sugar temporarily because I was trying to heal something that was in my gut. And we, we found that out through my stool, Your stool my, test, uh-huh. my stool test, which I'll have you touch on a little bit, but so for as far as restriction, as long as I reminded myself, because I do have a binging issue and if I restrict myself for the wrong reasons I will Mm. binge and I've I still can easily like if I'm not fueling my body when I'm hungry and I'm not like eating enough protein and stuff like I've just learned my body now that if I'm not doing the things that it needs I will binge and Mm. and then I shame myself for it so Mm. restricting for me in the beginning was not hard because I knew that there was an end goal. Um, as far as where we are now, we're restricting gluten and I've chosen that personally. Like you didn't tell me I had to. I just have chosen that because I like how I feel when I'm not eating gluten. However, I have craved it and I have eaten it and like my kids will get culvers and I'll I'll occasionally get culvers with them and eat a burger so it is something that I have to choose every single day to make a decision around. I have to decide, like, I know this will make me feel a certain way. Am I good with that? Like, mm-hmm. am I, am I okay with that? Cause if I'm okay with that, I'll do it. So mm-hmm. it's something I have to like have a conversation around in my head, but I don't ever say to myself, you cannot have that. Cause it's so bad for you. Yes. I don't, it's, it's, it's you. Know that if you eat this, it might make you feel X, Y, and Z. And then every single time it does. Like, my mom had a 60th surprise birthday party. I knew I was going to eat cake and eat the food. Like, I was not going to restrict myself. I decided for myself, like, we're going into this balls to the wall.
0: <laughs> we're doing <laughs> it.
1: It is what it is. I will probably feel like shit. I even said I might have half a glass of wine side note for my listeners that don't know i also stopped drinking alcohol 8 months ago and it was i told lahana i was like that's a big deal for me like i wanna drink like we go we alcohol go to concerts all the time hard but i have zero desire anyways that's a whole another topic we can talk about another time but the only rabbit trails we can go down i know so just back to the binging thing i went to my mom's birthday party i had the meal like and I got to choose the menu because I threw the party. So it was a gluten free menu, but I don't know what oils they were cooking with. Like butter is a big trigger for me. I did have a little bit of wine. I had the cake, I had a cookie. So the next day, I kid you not, I was also on my period. So I think they were kind of like a mix. I had the first migraine I've had in seven months. Wow. And I was laid up on the couch. I was miserable. So Mm -hmm. my point here is I don't restrict myself. I will go if I am having a a craving, I will do it. Like I had some chocolate today that wasn't the sugar free or whatever. No added sugar, Clean clean chocolate, quote unquote. I had some today. I felt bloated afterwards. And I know that it can give me a headache and I know that it can make me feel shaky. But I did not make myself feel bad for eating it. Mm-hmm. but I have to choose that. It's not easy. It's not like, Oh, whatever. I literally have to say to myself, you are not a bad person for eating this chocolate.
0: Yes. That you, is it is. Okay. So important. Such an important conversation because food does not make you good or bad. It doesn't make you a good or bad person. There's no morals in food you're the one choosing to feel like you're a bad person because you ate a quote unquote bad food or to feel like a good person because you're doing good. And that's where honestly, people end up failing at some point or another and reverting back to old habits. If that's your motivation. And for you, you know, what you're saying here is that you, you put in the healing work, like it was hard in the beginning, but you had a really deep motivation to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And you're now at a point where you do have freedom and diversity and variety in your diet and you can really eat whatever you want. You put in the healing work, you can eat whatever you choose to, but the things you're choosing to fuel your body with are health promoting because you know how good you can feel now mm-hmm. and you don't want to yeah. go back to the crap. Yeah. Um, and when you do have those things that are fun foods... At celebrations and holidays, you choose to enjoy it and you move on mm-hmm. and you recognize like, dang, I have a bad migraine. This isn't fun. I don't really want to do this again tomorrow, but yeah. you also have freedom to know that on my birthday, I can do this again if I want to. And yeah. that's yeah. really fine. Yeah, um, yeah, It's
1: definitely not as easy as it sounds like I mm-hmm. will sometimes get in my head and say, I, I just ruined everything. I did this and I just ruined everything, like all this hard work. And uh, there are days where I feel bloated and I'm like, this is my fault. I ruined everything. I just worked really hard. And I have to literally like get in my head and be like, no, you didn't. One day is not going to do anything. Like you are Mm -hmm. worthy. And it's something I have to remind myself and I'm not perfect. It's, it's a mental, I think it's a mental struggle I will have for forever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, like, I really want to make it clear that I am choosing the things like sugar. For me, sugar is a big one. Like with my lupus, like sugar is a big one and gluten's a big one. When I have right. sugar and gluten, especially like multiple days or like weeks in a row, I feel it. I feel sluggish. I feel tired. I'm getting acne again. It's literally my body telling me like, hold on, what's happening? Mm-hmm. So it's not so much a restriction for me as much as it is. I know that I know how I can feel without it. It's not a bad food. Like it's Mm -hmm. not bad. I just know that for me, I know how it can make me feel.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. That is so important. Like cannot, cannot Mm -hmm. harp on this enough that the food that you're eating does not make you a bad person, but it comes down to the, the health and the choice of the individual as to whether or not they want to choose to eat those foods or not. And a lot of that comes with the hard work that you've put in. I mean, this isn't just eight months of us working together. This is also, like you mentioned, your past work of working with a therapist and working through, mm-hmm. you know, valuing yourself and self-worth and, you know, working through past trauma and working through why you were even binging and restricting in the first place. Cause that, that comes from mm-hmm. a deeper root as well. And yeah, so there, yeah, there's so much, much more to it. Like, we're still working together because it's still a journey, right? Like, yeah, you just, you know, reach a certain mark and you're done and you're healed. Like it is a, it's a forever journey. Mm-hmm. Claire and I are
1: going to do a part two. That's going to be a little bit more technical. Like, what did we do? What did it look like? What's the plan now? But just to kind of wrap it up, will you tell everybody what your treatment plan looked like for me? Obviously, we did a a, a very intense four week elimination diet, right? Or mm-hmm. backwards eliminate. What would you call that? Like, call yeah, yeah. And then, what other things? did you have in
0: plan for me? I know we did a
1: stool sample.
0: Yeah. So we started you off right away with a stool sample, which is a test we call the gut zoomer. Um, And it's a super in-depth test gives us 25 pages of information. So that's where we started you off right away because we knew from the get go that most of your issues were stemming from an unhealthy gut, right? The joint pain, all the inflammatory symptoms, the acne, The clear GI-related symptoms, all of that was coming back to your gut because ultimately our overall health comes back to our gut. If our gut is unhealthy and inflamed, all different types of symptoms can manifest and they look different in everyone's bodies. That's why this is so individualized. So we did that test. Um, We found that you had some high inflammatory markers, poor digestive enzyme function, high intestinal immune system um, response, overgrowth of pathogenic bacteria. I think you mentioned that with the sugar, which those actually force (laughs) force sugar cravings because those bacteria want you to feed them to keep them strong and and overgrown and pathogenic. Um, And you also had some low levels of good bacteria. So that's where we brought in some specific probiotic strains that you needed. Um, And later on, We even found H. pylori, right? So that's Mm -hmm. where this is an ongoing journey. Um, But we started you off with that stool test because we have to have answers to know which direction to go. So we're not just guessing. And then diet wise, we did a foundational gut healing protocol. And the goal was to reduce inflammation and irritation in your gut lining. We focused on foods that were really easy to break down and digest to take the load off of your body because every time you ate you were not feeling good you were feeling bloated and tired so we focused on really easy to digest foods, and each week we actually brought in new foods, so Mm -hmm. our ultimate goal was to get you to a very diverse balanced diet but we had to make things really, really simple to start off so that your gut could heal because your Mm. body has this amazing ability to heal. Your intestinal lining can, the cells can turn over and renew and your bacteria levels can change. And it's amazing what the body can do when you give it the chance to. Mm. Um, So that first month was, was the hardest part. Mm. And then after that, we started to introduce even some more foods like you know, grass fed dairy and sprouted grains and legumes. And now you're at this point where your diet is very diverse and you know, your triggers, your triggers are really clear to you. And that's, that's kind of what the process looked like. Let me know if you want me to share any more details, but I know we're going to go a little more in depth in the next chat.
1: Yeah, no, we can talk more about that in the next episode. Um I did have one last question for you. When women come to you, you say one of the top reasons, one of their top whys is weight loss. What do you say to them? How do you how do you shift that? Because I feel like that's such mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> like I get it, the weight loss yeah. thing. But how do you shift it? Do you have them because for me it was really important to be in tune with my body. Like I had to really think about it. Like, oh my God, I'm having acne. I'm tired. Like all these things that you don't really think about, you just think it's normal part of motherhood, but it's not, right? Yeah. It's not.
0: Yeah, you're like, so, I'm just a mom, I'm tired. Yeah. No, I don't feel good. And this is just my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, so how do you, I mean, I feel like with your job, you probably partially have like a therapy aspect to it. Like you really work yeah. work through some very deep things with people. When someone mm-hmm. comes to you for weight loss, how do you work through that with them? To make it less about weight loss, but more about whole wellness.
0: Definitely. So, when when we get people who whose primary goal is weight loss, which, like I mentioned, most people come to us with that primary goal, um, it takes a lot of work to shift their perspective. And honestly, it usually takes a couple months. Some people change their mindset, you know, within the first couple of weeks, because like you, they start to recognize how much better they feel and their focus does shift to, wow, this is worth it because I feel better. And I don't care so much about the weight anymore. Um, But it takes months for some people for their mindset to shift and some people's mindset never shifts. And a lot of what that looks like conversation wise is bringing their attention and awareness to why their body is holding on to excess weight and bringing their attention and awareness to the fact that that might be the last thing to improve. You know, you're, you might not see weight loss until month four, month eight, but our primary focus here is to heal your body from the inside out because when your body is functioning properly and optimally, when you are having regular daily bowel movements that are solid and formed, when you're not bloated, when you're not having reflux every day, when you're not tired anymore, you're going to feel like the best version of yourself. And that's also simultaneously when your body will feel safe and comfortable letting go of stored fat that it doesn't need. So it, it takes a lot of conversation and mindset shift around this even idea of weight loss and like what weight is why your body's holding on to excess weight. Um, And then there's, of course, through that conversations of, you know, why do you want to lose weight? Do you not like yourself? Do you not like the way that you look? And a lot of healing work to get to the point where they do really appreciate and love their body where it is right now in this moment. And recognizing the fact that, If I don't lose any weight at all, which you probably will through this process, but if I don't lose a single pound, will I still be happy with my body? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, a really hard question for a lot of people to work through. And so this is not just a physical process of diet and supplements. There's a huge emotional aspect to this whole journey.
1: Yeah. Very emotional. Giving up caffeine was emotional. And now I I don't even know, like I can't even look at it without getting heart (laughs) Um, palpitations. So Claire and I are going to do, like I said, a second episode to talk more about the nitty gritty. I feel like people just really needed to hear this part before they could really understand why and how I healed or am healing.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So You guys will have to come back. Thank you, Claire, for your time. Before we jump off, can you tell everybody where we can find you?
0: Yeah, definitely. This was so fun. Um, you can find me at newbetruewellness.com backslash Austin Nutritionist dash Claire Stewart. Um, I think Nina will probably Mm. share the link, but If you want to reach out to us, we would love to help you and we do a free explore call. So that's really fun to just kind of talk through things and figure out what's going on in your body and see if we even are a good fit for you We're we're not going to tell you that we're a good fit if we're not. And yeah, we would love to to work with anyone that wants to go down this journey, but you have to be ready for it. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Claire. You're welcome.
1: I love talking about this stuff. I hope that this episode was beneficial for you. I hope that you took something amazing out of it. I feel like I could scream it from the rooftop about how important it is to take care of your gut. It has literally changed my life. If you follow me on social media, you'll know. And with that said, if you did like this episode, please leave a review. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow me over on socials and obviously come back next week.